This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. against Jason Johnson late yesterday afternoon. State Trooper Becky Seeger was shot in the hip on East Windsor Road in the town of Colesville on June 9th of 2021 as she and other law enforcement officers responded to a report about a suspicious person. 35-year-old Jason Johnson of Nineveh, who was found guilty yesterday in the attempted murder of a police officer trial, is said to have fired on police with a high-powered hunting rifle with one round hitting Trooper Seeger, while another officer was wounded by shrapnel. Johnson fled the scene and was apprehended along the banks of the Shenango River off Route 79 following a 20-hour manhunt. Johnson faces a maximum sentence of life in prison Judge Joseph Colley scheduled sentencing for November 28th. Johnson's father, David, was also being tried at the same time on evidence tampering charges. District Attorney Michael Korchak plans to hold a news conference later this morning to discuss the case. A Cortlandville man is facing a felony grand larceny charge while another remains at large following the theft of copper wire from a business on Route 11. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say 43-year-old Joshua Morris was arrested last Thursday after authorities were called to suit coat crushed stone for a report of two people stealing copper wire at the business. Authorities say the caller informed them the two men were running away through a field. Cortland County Sheriff's deputies, with the help of the New York State Police, were able to find Morris and place him in custody. The second man fled the scene and has not been identified and has not been located. Morris is charged with felony grand larceny. He was ordered held without bail in the Cortland County Jail. Authorities say prior to the Thursday arrest, Morris had two unrelated arrests earlier this year in cases that are still open. Meanwhile, anyone with information about that second suspect is asked to call the Cortland County Sheriff's Investigator, Sergeant Timothy Jones, at 607-758-5537. WMBF First News Time, 607. Starbucks is asking the National Labor Relations Board to suspend all union elections at its U.S. stores. The request came yesterday in response to a board employee's allegations that regional NLRB officials improperly coordinated with union organizers. In a letter to sent to the board, Starbucks sent an unnamed carrier, career NLRB official told the company about the activity which happened at the board's St. Louis office in the spring while it was overseeing an election at a Starbucks store in Overland Park 
Kansas. The Labor Board says it does not comment on open cases. More than 220 U.S. Starbucks stores have voted to unionize since late last year. The company opposes unionization. In June, the NLRB asked a federal court in western New York to order Starbucks to stop interfering with unionization efforts at its U.S. stores. Also in June, more than a dozen people who work at a Vestal Starbucks shop signed a letter supporting a vote to be represented by a union. Alexandra Yeager, who coordinated that move, helped to successfully organize an Albany Starbucks before transferring to the shop on the Vestal Parkway. WMBF First News Time, it's 6.08. Don't assume the speed limit in any given city, town, village, or borough you're driving through in New York State is the standard 30 miles an hour. Friday, Governor Kathy Hochul signed two traffic safety laws, including one that allows individual municipalities to reduce their speed limits to 25 miles per hour from 30 miles per hour. The other would be to increase fines for leaving car crash scenes without reporting them. The governor says the measures are designed to enhance street safety, prevent traffic deaths, and crack down on hit-and-run crashes. The Democrat says there was an 11% increase in fatal accidents in New York State from 2020 to 2021 between drivers, bicyclists, and pedestrians, and slowing drivers down may help reduce that number. Many small municipalities in Pennsylvania have 25-mile-per-hour speed limits, including Little Meadows on Maple Avenue. Currently in New York State, the lowest speed limit in a municipality that a municipality can adopt is 30 miles an hour. Remains to be seen in what communities will take advantage of dropping their speed limits. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. Your new career. This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton. A Town Square media station. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, August 16th. It's 6.11 a.m. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an update on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to all traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting, and signed detours are posted. Yesterday, Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen to traffic around 7 a.m. We got reports later on yesterday morning that it wasn't reopened yet. Haven't heard that it is reopened. So if you usually take Pierce Creek Road and go over Pierce Creek Bridge to get to work in the morning, I'll just be aware that you might still need to seek an alternate route while the road is closed. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. 
The highway division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy, a high near 84, chance of rain 30%. Tonight mostly cloudy, with a low around 57 Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 77, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low near 58 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 82, 20% chance of rain, and Thursday night, mostly clear, a low near 57 degrees. At 614, you're listening to WMBF. Six sixteen on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. William Contreras and Eddie Rosario hit back-to-back homers off Carlos Carrasco in the second inning. Ronald Acuna Jr. doubled three times and drove in three runs. And the Atlanta Braves routed the New York Mets thirteen to one for their seventh straight win. The victory moved the second-place Braves four and a half games back of New York for the NL East lead and put a brief halt to a hot streak in which the Mets had won seventeen out of twenty games. Carrasco winced on his last pitch of the second inning and was pulled with left side tightness. Tough start for the Mets in this series. A big series, a chance to bury the Braves in the division and take control of the NL East heading into the later part of the season. Let the Braves take game one. The slumping New York Yankees were shut out in consecutive games for the first time since 2016, losing to Ryan Yarbrough and the Tampa Bay Rays 4-0. Coming off a 3-0 defeat Sunday night against the Boston Red Sox, New York failed to provide any run support for ace Garrett Cole, whose only run allowed followed a misplay in center field by Aaron Hicks. The AL East leaders were blanked for the fourth time in nine games and dropped to 8-16 and 16 since the All-Star break. Yarborough pitched four innings as a bulk reliever for his first win in nearly a year, striking out six without a walk. Another tough day for the Yankees. And, of course, Yankee fans now pretty upset with the way the season's going. Even though they have a double-digit lead in the AL East, well, if the Yankees don't win every game, well, it's the end of the world. Every team goes through stretches like this. The offense will come back for the Yankees. We know this. It always does. No game for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night. They're back in action tonight on the road at 6.35. And you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. Other sports news, Alabama is number one in the preseason AP Top 25 for the second straight season. That is also the ninth time overall, second most in poll history. The Crimson Tide received 54 of 63 first-place votes. Ohio State is number two with six first-place votes. And defending national champion Georgia is third with three first-place votes. Clemson number four and Notre Dame at number five. The Tide's preseason number one ranking is the seventh in 15 years since the preseason rankings started in 1950. 
only Oklahoma has been number one in the initial poll more than Alabama. I'm excited for college football to come back. It's a good time on the weekend. You just sit back. There's a billion games on at all times. Watch some action. It's the MAC conference. I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bulls. Not the Bills, the Bulls. I'm a big fan of the Bills as well. But for college football, we got root for the Buffalo Bulls. 619 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks rebounded from earlier losses on Monday with the three major indexes closing higher. The Dow Jones gained 151 points to finish the session at 33,912. The S&P 500 picked up four-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite added six-tenths. It's the end of an era in automotive history. Dodge will stop producing its gas-powered Challenger and Charger muscle cars by the end of next year. Company bosses have hinted at the possibility those vehicles could come back as electric vehicles. Those future Challenger drivers won't care much, but gasoline prices are down again. They fell 10 cents in the last week to a national average of 3.93 for a gallon of regular unleaded. Thousands of pouches of Capri Sun are being recalled by Kraft Heinz. Some of the wild cherry-flavored juice blend may have been accidentally mixed with a cleaning solution. Those affected pouches have a best-used-by date of June 25, 2023. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Almost three rectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. Six twenty-two on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It seems like just about all of us may be on edge lately for some reason or another. And no matter what it is that sets us off, none of us wants to lash out at our spouse or kids, co-workers or friends. So how can you get better than that? Clinical psychologist Yelena Kekmanovich says it's important to identify the earliest physiological signs that you're getting upset, whether that's tightness in your chest or your stomach, clenching your teeth, dry mouth, pounding heart. Then try one of two different strategies. You could excuse yourself from the situation until you calm down. Stepping outside or practicing breathing exercises helps. Or you can just act the opposite from your urges. If you notice the urge to raise your voice, speak softly and slowly instead, she says. And if you feel pulled to frown, smile instead. You'll become so much more aware. And that's the point. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. 
Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. The following message was paid for by Superior Home Buyers. Do you have a home to sell in bad condition? Call Superior Home Buyers. We'll give you a cash offer in as little as 24 hours. You don't have to worry about fixing it up. We'll even clean the property. We buy houses for cash in as little as seven days. No commissions, no fees, no hassle. Call for a free cash offer now. 800-537-4898. 800-537-4898. Get a fair cash offer fast. Call 800-537-4898. For eligible individuals. 6.25 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are posted. Still no word on if Pierce Creek Bridge has been officially reopened on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. yesterday, but as we heard yesterday, it was still closed at about 8.30. So in case it is still closed, all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes, and the highway division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 56. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 76, 20% chance of rain, and Thursday night, mostly clear with a low near 56 degrees. At 628, you're listening to WMBF. on WNBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. 
BBC Entertainment News. The Dragons invaded London last night, a red carpet premiere for the Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. I will not be made to choose between my brother and my daughter. And star Paddy Considine says, thank God the show is almost out. When you take on a job like this, there's so many secrets that you carry in. And people want to, you to give them spoilers and things like that, you know. So it'll just be a massive relief to go, it's out now, watch it, and leave me alone. House of the Dragon premieres Sunday night on HBO. Turns out we're all wrong about one of Adele's biggest hits. Hello. Her song Hello, not about calling up a former flame. In a video for Elle magazine, the singer says it's about talking to her younger self before she became famous and a mom. Lena Dunham's latest movie, Sharp Stick, available today for streaming rental. And entertainment icon Madonna is 64 today. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood. Hi. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 631. Currently, we have 61 degrees overcast in the Binghamton area, but... Not much in the way of moisture in the air. The dew point is at 55. The forecast for today, a slight chance of some showers, mostly cloudy, then a 30% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. That's in the afternoon. Like yesterday, just pretty much depends on where you are and whether or not you're going to get a splash and dash thunderstorm. High today into the mid-80s. The Justice Department is rebuffing an effort to make public the affidavit supporting the search warrant for former President Donald Trump's estate in Florida. In court papers yesterday, prosecutors argue the investigation implicates highly classified material and the affidavit contains sensitive information about witnesses. In a statement on his social media platform, Trump called for the release of the unredacted affidavit in the interest of transparency. Asian shares are mostly rising after a rebound on Wall Street and despite regional investor risks reflected in a negative economic data out of China. The benchmark in Tokyo was little changed in racing earlier gains, but indices in South Korea and Australia gained. Hong Kong's benchmark slipped while Shanghai shares rose. In Japan, recent economic data have shown recovery, but high rates of COVID-19 are fueling fears that people will hold back on travel and other economic activity. Stocks recovered from early losses and ended higher on Wall Street. Investors remain focused on the economy and upcoming reports from retailers this week. You might want to check the packaging be set for packing your child or grandchild's lunch. There is a major Capri Sun recall. A recall of more than 5,000 cases of wild cherry Capri Suns. This after Kraft Heinz says a diluted cleaning solution was accidentally introduced into the production line at one of its factories. They discovered the issue after customers complained about the taste. The company says the affected boxes have a best when used by date of June 25th, 2023. You should stop drinking it immediately and return it for a full refund. No other flavors were included in the recall. Lionel Moyes. ABC News. WMBF First News Time 633. The Broome County man accused of attempted murder of a police officer could be spending the rest of his life in prison following a guilty verdict handed down by a Broome County jury. 
The district attorney, Michael Korchak, yesterday announced the jury has found 35-year-old Jason Johnson of Nineveh guilty of nine charges related to the shooting and wounding of New York State Police Officer Becky Sager in June of last year. Korchak says Johnson attempted to kill law enforcement officers who had responded on June 9th of 2021 to East Windsor Road to investigate reports of a suspicious man. Korchak says Johnson opened fire on New York State Police with a high-powered hunting rifle. Trooper Seeger was hit in the hip and spent a night at Wilson Hospital, but testified she still is suffering the consequences of the shooting. Johnson faces a maximum of life in prison when he's sentenced in November. The district attorney has called a news conference for later this morning to discuss the verdict. Meanwhile, Johnson's father, David, was also being tried in the dual trial, accused of tampering with evidence days after the shooting. The jury in the dual trial began deliberating last Thursday and returned the guilty verdicts for the younger Johnson late yesterday afternoon. A motorcyclist who collided with a passenger vehicle in Afton on Sunday has died. Authorities have confirmed to News Channel 34 that 53-year-old Julie Lawton of Binghamton was killed when her motorcycle hit a Jeep Grand Cherokee on Route 7. The driver of the Jeep was not injured. New York State Police say Lawton was traveling west on Route 7 near Blakesley and Nurse Hollow Road when her bike crossed the double yellow line colliding with a Jeep. Shenango County Emergency Services officials had reported they believed that the crash had happened earlier in the afternoon, but the account reported by by WIVT indicates the time of the crash was about quarter of six Sunday evening. Lawton was airlifted by medical helicopter to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City, where she died. Authorities have not commented on what they believe caused Lawton to cross onto the oncoming lane, hitting the driver's side of the Grand Cherokee. The name of the driver of the Jeep has not been released. New York is announcing another increase in food assistance allocations to low-income households. The Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, is getting a $234 million infusion of federal funds. Recipients already near or at the maximum benefit level of $835 for a household of four will receive an additional payment of $95 for the month of August. Currently, there are over 1.6 million households, including more than 2.8 million individuals, enrolled in the SNAP benefits program. And a Buffalo-based financial institution is giving new meaning to Food Bank. It's donating tens of thousands of dollars to help fight food insecurity in the southern tier. M&T Bank is allocating $58,000 in grants for the Greater Good Food and Grocery Store in Binghamton, as well as a dozen other organizations. In a news release from the company, M&T announced they're building on a commitment to combat hunger and uplift local communities through its charitable investment program. Grants are being directed to local food pantries and food access programs in Broome, Chemung, Shenango, Cortland, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. It's 637, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. For eligible individuals. on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, as always, joined by Kathy White. You ready for next week? What's next week? I'm not here. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Is it too late to uh, deny that? The answer would be no. No, the answer is definitely no. You know, this is is a tough little two-week stretch for me here. Because I got... We have four interviews for the rest of the week. Yeah. And I've been trying to stay ahead on work, so I've been working at home, too. 
yeah. so that I can do those interviews. I have our little corporate university thing for the next two weeks. So that's another hour every day that I have to spend in a meeting. Oh. And now I have to come in early next week because you won't be here. This Not is a rough two weeks. Earlier. Now, wait a minute. Now, are you... Not doing the normal is Bob working news, which Bob normally does. Mm, I might make him. I might have to make him because I'm I'm already running on empty today but as that's, it is. I mean that's the way it's always been. When I'm off, Bob fills it. Yeah, well, if if Bob's listening right now, he just found out he's coming in bright and early next week. <laughs> he's um, used to it. Yeah, it's just man, it's a it's a rough week. I made the mistake yesterday of saying. Quote unquote, yeah, I can watch one more episode. And now today, I feel like I'm See, now I'm kind of zombie walking. I, I did some. You, I, the Kathy's tech, test kitchen was open yesterday, so we were doing research, recipe research, and judging things and deciding what combination of things and variations and stuff for this week's recipe so it was probably yeah it for the this recipe this week it would only take less than an hour to make it normally but with you know getting things tweaked out so you can put it up for other people to do i was on my feet for a couple hours yesterday and yeah, that, that's why it turned I out really cook. good, which got me excited. So then it was hard for me to take a nap, and I also kind of am feeling the effects of not eating yesterday <laughs> because I was so absorbed in working in the kitchen that I forgot to have lunch. See, that's why I don't cook right there because not only am I incapable of spending over an hour doing the cooking itself, I know it's not going to come out good because I'm a terrible cook. I'm bad at it, See, so I don't even just, get that last minute like, that's just oh, a this self fulfilling prophecy. You got to have confidence and just launch into it. Know it's going to be good, and chances are it will be. Listen, I am a beacon of irrational confidence. That's my go-to whenever I don't know how to do something. You just say, "Yeah, I definitely know how to do that." What are you talking about? Obviously, I know how to do that. Doesn't work for cooking because the food comes out terrible anyway. It's just it's in my genes. We're not a cooking family. We're an ordering out family and a microwave family. Thank God for microwaves. <laughs> I wish I had the money to be a takeout family. It's like I don't have that kind of scratch. Yeah, well, that's why we have the microwaves now. That's If I had to be ordering takeout every single day, I would be back on my parents' couch. See, now, back back in the day, you know, when I first started going semi-vegetarian, there weren't the options that were widely available for prepared foods. So that's maybe where I got really good at adapting recipes and knowing flavor profiles and knowing kind of like the chemistry that goes on in the kitchen is because I had to do so much adapting to try to get foods that I like that didn't involve dead animals in it. Yeah, see, that's part of the problem as well is just the options. Like even 10 years ago, you know, we didn't have like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, all these different apps that the, you get food prepared for you in a restaurant by well, professionals and it appears like on your doorstep. Three, four years, really. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the dangerous thing for me. And I'm terrible about it on the it's weekends. Expensive. Yeah, just kind of like sitting there on a Sunday afternoon and be like, ah, I don't really feel like going to the kitchen that's 10 feet away from me. I guess I'll just order something and walk 30 feet to the front door. <laughs> right. <laughs> and pay the tip and the delivery. And tip, delivery fee, and... <laughs> Oh, my God. It's it's a slippery slope before I start getting into that rhythm where I'm just like, yeah, I guess I'll order something today. And then, you know, by the next time we start talking about food, I'm going to have gained 20 well, you, pounds with, and be with, broke. With the pandemic, there's a lot more things that I know that you can order for takeaway than 
Well, of course, a lot of restaurants didn't have the takeaway, but you know now that's that's an option that they've kept, and that's really been kind of convenient for us. Too. Yeah, you know that was where the slippery slope started. I think when I was living in Harlem during the pandemic, because there's so much food in Harlem. There's so much. Oh, and those restaurants so needed the help. Yeah, and I could just be like, yeah, it's whatever. I'm I'm supporting a small business, and I'm, I mean, I'm not getting paid right now because my office is closed, but at least my bank account is getting drained one meal at a time. <laughs> Yeah, we supported a lot of diners, a lot of our local diners, and found some ones that we really, really are fond of now. So that's yeah. kind of that's yeah, kind but, of an and upside. that's the other thing. You find one place, and you're like, wow, that was really good. I'm going to order from them again tomorrow. On the bright side of a pandemic, how great is that? Yeah, supporting local businesses by draining your bank account very slowly and getting really, really Always overweight. Look out on the bright side of life. Yeah, I think that six month span, I probably put on like fifteen pounds. Not my not my all time best. My all time best was between when I got to college freshman year and I was still running track and still running like eighty miles a week, then quitting three months in and, and then now by you the run end 30. of feet to the door to get yeah, to the door. Yeah, but day. by the end of my freshman year of college, I went back to the doctor for my physical, and I had noticed it because I was like so skinny and malnourished going in that by the time I got to the end of freshman year, I was like, okay, I guess I look pretty normal now. The doctor was like, dude, you put on 50 pounds this year. This is not the freshman 15. This is the freshman 50. I was like, I don't know. It looks normal to me. It's like, yeah, you're a healthy weight now, but like that's not going to last. And he was right. It didn't last. Well, 644. I'll send you down the slippery slope some more. I'll show you a picture of what I made yesterday. Oh, God. Yeah, and people bring food in for me, too. Debbie brought in some chicken last week, chicken speedies. They were really good, but it was my second lunch of the day, so I felt kind of guilty about eating it. It's 644. You're listening to WMBF. The Vessel Community. Six forty-seven on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecasts for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 60 degrees, 84% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 56. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74, 30% chance of rain. 
Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees. It's 649. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. We all know that the Internet's biggest streamers, from Netflix to Hulu to Amazon Prime, Disney, Paramount, and all the others, have big troubles. And if you're what's called a watch, cancel, and go customer, you're their biggest nightmare, accounting for almost 20% of their revenues. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. When Hulu runs another season of The Handmaiden's Tale, or Paramount features more Yellowstone episodes, new customers subscribe. When the series ends, many cancel and go to the next service with the next big show. To the big streaming companies who try to lure new customers with low introductory rates or even free trials, hoping to get them hooked, it's much like locusts descending on rich farmland, stripping it clean and then moving on. Watch, cancel, and go is a huge problem that streaming companies just cannot figure out how to fix. Stay updated on all things digital with my longer daily podcast, perfect for walks and drives. It's called Kim Commando Today. Here's a question. Is there anything that matters more than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course not. So isn't it strange then that many home security companies don't act that way? This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. Their advanced security technology helps me sleep at night, and they always put me and my family's safety first. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Simply Safe's monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to help keep you calm and safe during stressful situations. Simply Safe's customer-first policies make sure you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafekim.com. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com. At simplysafekim.com. Almost three. Hi, this is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing right now in every state and county across America. Despite having more than enough food available in this country, there are nearly 16 million kids, that's one in five children, struggling with hunger. They often don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And the worst part is, this has been going on for years. There's no excuse for it, and that's why Feeding America is doing its best to put an end to childhood hunger. As a nationwide network of food banks, Feeding America engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids and their families all across our nation. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. You can start by going to feedingamerica.org to learn more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. 
William Contreras and Eddie Rosario hit back-to-back homers off Carlos Carrasco in the second inning. Ronald Acuna Jr. doubled three times and drove in three runs, and the Atlanta Braves routed the New York Mets 13-1 for their seventh straight win. The victory moved the second-place Braves four-and-a-half games back of New York for the NL East lead and put a brief halt to a hot streak in which the Mets had won 17 out of 20 games. Carrasco winced on his last pitch of the second inning and was pulled with left side tightness. Tough drop for the Mets there. Carlos Carrasco especially had been pitching well since the All-Star break. I believe he had a 1.69 ERA over his last seven starts coming into yesterday. So a tough loss for the Mets, but an easy one to write off in a blowout like that. You say, okay, let's pack it up, throw it in the trash, come back tomorrow, win again. See if the Mets came back on a hot streak starting today. The slumping New York Yankees were shut out in consecutive games for the first time since 2016, losing to Ryan Yarbrough and the Tampa Bay Rays 4-0. Coming off a 3-0 defeat Sunday night against the Boston Red Sox, New York failed to provide any run support for ace Garrett Cole, whose only run allowed followed a misplay in center field by Aaron Hicks. The AL East leaders were blanked for the fourth time in nine games and dropped to 8-16 since the All-Star break. Yarborough pitched four innings as a bulk reliever for his first win in nearly a year, striking out six without a walk. Another tough loss for the Yankees. They're going through it right now. They were due for a rough streak like this after having such a good first half of the season. I think everybody could admit that at some points it seemed like the Yankees were maybe overplaying the talent level on the field. Not that the talent level was bad, but just that they were playing so well that eventually a cold streak was going to be coming. That's how it goes in baseball. There's ups and downs. The Yankees are in down right now, hoping to at least maintain their lengthy division lead in the AL East going into September and figure out how to get things right then. Or maybe this is the Joey Gallo curse. After booing Joey Gallo relentlessly and the Yankees trading him, well, Joey Gallo and the Dodgers are playing pretty well. The Yankees are not playing so well. No game for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night. They're back in action tonight on the road at 6.35. And since it's unlikely you're going to be making the trip out to see the Rumble Ponies in person, well, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. Another sports news in the college football world. Alabama is ranked number one in the preseason AP Top 25 for the second straight season. That's the ninth time overall, second most in poll history. Ohio State is number two, Georgia at three, and Clemson and Notre Dame at four and five, respectively. This should be an exciting year of college football again. I love college football. It's 6.59. You're listening to WMBF. Who takes this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news, we got a big show for the rest of the week, really, for the rest of the day, too. But ABC News coming up next. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 60 degrees at 704. 
The dew point is only a 56, so it's fairly comfortable. But we still have a chance for some flare-up, possible isolated showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon during the heating of the day. Otherwise, with the clouds, 84 degrees. A 35-year-old Nineveh man is guilty on nine charges in connection with the shooting and wounding of a New York State trooper last year. A Broome County jury began deliberating last Thursday before returning a guilty verdict against Jason Johnson late yesterday afternoon. State Trooper Becky Seeger was shot in the hip on East Windsor Road in the town of Colesville on June 9th, 2021, as she and other law enforcement officers responded to a report about a suspicious person. Authorities say Johnson fired on police with a high-powered hunting rifle, with one round hitting Trooper Seeger and another officer was wounded by shrapnel. Johnson fled the scene and was apprehended along the Susquehanna River off Route 79 following a 20-hour manhunt. Johnson faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. Judge Joseph Cauley scheduled the sentencing for November 28th. Now, Johnson's father, David, was also being tried at the same time on evidence tampering. The district attorney, Michael Korchak, plans to hold a news conference this morning to talk about the case. A Cortlandville man is facing a felony grand larceny charge while another remains at large following the theft of copper wire from a business on Route 11. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say 43-year-old Joshua Morris was arrested Thursday after authorities were called to suit coat crush stone for a report of two people stealing copper wire at the business. Authorities say the caller informed them that two men were running away through a field. Cortland County Sheriff's deputies, with the help of the New York State Police, were able to find Morris and place him in custody. A second man fled the scene, has not been identified, and has not been located. Morris is charged with felony grand larceny. He was ordered held without bail in the Cortland County Jail. Authorities say prior to the Thursday arrest, Morris had two unrelated arrests earlier this year in cases that are still open. Meanwhile, anyone with information about the second suspect is asked to call Cortland County Sheriff's Investigator Sergeant Timothy Jones at 607-758-5537. WMBF First News Time 707. Starbucks is asking the National Labor Relations Board to suspend all union elections at its U.S. stores. The request came yesterday in response to a board employee's allegations that regional NLRB officials improperly coordinated with the union organizers. In a letter sent to the board, Starbucks said an unnamed career NLRB official told the company about the activity, which happened in the board's St. Louis office in the spring while it was overseeing an election at a Starbucks store in Overland Park, Kansas. The labor board says it doesn't comment on open cases. More than 220 U.S. Starbucks stores have voted to unionize since late last year. The company opposes unionization. In June, the NLRB asked a federal court in western New York to order Starbucks to stop interfering with unionization efforts at the U.S. stores. Also in June, more than a dozen people who work at a Vestal Starbucks shop signed a letter supporting a vote to be represented by a union. Alexandra Yeager, who coordinated that move, helped to successfully organize an Albany Starbucks before transferring to the shop on the Vestal Parkway. WMBF First News Time 708. 
Authorities say four people remain in critical condition after a car drove through a crowd at a weekend fundraiser in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, for the victims of a fatal Northeast Pennsylvania fire, killing one woman and injuring 17 other people. 24-year-old Adrian Oswaldo Sura Riaz is charged with homicide in the death of 50-year-old Rebecca Reese of Wilkesbury and the slaying of his mother that happened nearby minutes later. Police allege that Sura Rias told them he was upset after a fight with his mother and deliberately drove through the crowd at the Berwick fundraiser for the victims of the August 5th fire that killed seven adults and three children of the same family in Nescopec. Officials have not said if they believed that the man was in any way related to that fire, although initial indications were he had no connection to that. It's 709, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Almost three. Seven ten on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting, signed detours are posted in the area. Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 60 degrees, 86% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tonight, scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 9 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 76, 20% chance of rain. And Thursday night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. It's 7.13. You're listening to WMBF. 
Mo Dig. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS. Seven fifteen on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. William Contreras and Eddie Rosario hit back-to-back homers off Carlos Carrasco in the second inning. Ronald Acuna Jr. doubled three times and drove in three runs, and the Atlanta Braves routed the New York Mets 13-1 for their seventh straight win. The victory moved the second-place Braves four and a half games back of New York for the NL East lead and put a brief halt to a hot streak in which the Mets had won 17 out of 20 games. Carrasco winced on his last pitch of the second inning and was pulled with left side tightness. No update on him yet on when he may return or if he'll even miss a start. Hopefully he doesn't miss a start for the Mets because he's been pretty good since the All-Star break and since before the All-Star break as well. Certainly an important part of that rotation for the Mets playoff hopes. Now, if the Mets did go with a four-man rotation, who would be part of that rotation? I would assume Carrasco would be included. Maybe Chris Bassett would be the one who gets the bump to the bullpen. Obviously, DeGrom and Scherz are at the top, but there's a pretty steep drop-off in talent level of pitchers. Not that Carrasco and Bassett and Walker are bad. Taiwan Walker, that is. But Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom are just so good. That's two aces right at the top of your staff. You gotta find one guy. Who's the one guy who's gonna get moved to the bullpen there? For the New York Yankees, they were shut out in consecutive games for the first time since 2016, losing to Ryan Yarbrough and the Tampa Bay Rays 4-0. Coming off a 3-0 defeat Sunday night against the Boston Red Sox, New York failed to provide any run support for ace Garrett Cole, whose only run allowed followed a misplay in center field by Aaron Hicks. The AL East leaders were blanked for the fourth time in nine games and dropped to 8-16 and 16 since the All-Star break. Yarborough pitched four innings as a bulk reliever for his first win in nearly a year, striking out six without a walk. Now it's tough to remember a Yankee stretch that was quite as bad as the one they're going through right now. 8-16 and 16 over their last 24 games. Still with a healthy division lead right now, but... You don't want to let the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays start to think, oh, well, we might be able to crawl back into this division after all. We might be able to walk away with the division title. It's been a while since the Yankees actually won the AL East. I actually can't even remember. It was 2017. They were in the wild card game. That was the D.D. Gregorius three-run homer against the Minnesota Twins in the bottom of the first inning. That shook the very foundation of Yankee Stadium. In 2018, I know the Red Sox won the division, 19-20. and 20. I believe it was the Tampa Bay Rays, maybe in 21 as well. The Yankees haven't won the division in a while. They've been playing a lot of wild card games. Obviously, the playoff picture a little bit different this year than it has been in the past with the added sixth team in both divisions. So there's six teams now, no more one-game playoffs in the postseason. Whether that will help or hurt the Yankees... I can't say for sure. 
the good thing about a one-game wild-card playoff is that if you win, you don't have to play another game and risk losing in the next one and the one following that. And the Yankees have been pretty good at winning that one game. Obviously, didn't last year against Boston. That was a tough one. Another late-season collapse by the Yankees. Ended up having that game in Boston instead of Yankee Stadium. Would that have made a difference? Who knows? But I know that the two doubles that John Carlos Stanton hit in that game going high off the green monster in left field at Fenway Park. Well, those probably would have left the ball ballpark back in New York. So a bunch of what-ifs. In college football news, Alabama is the number one in the preseason AP Top 25 for the second straight season. Crimson Tide received 54 of 63 first-place votes. Ohio State is number two. Defending national champion Georgia is three. And Clemson and Notre Dame are four and five, respectively. 719 on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks rebounded from earlier losses on Monday with the three major indexes closing higher. The Dow Jones gained 151 points to finish the session at 33.912. The S&P 500 picked up four-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite added six-tenths. It's the end of an era in automotive history. Dodge will stop producing its gas-powered Challenger and Charger muscle cars by the end of next year. Company bosses have hinted at the possibility those vehicles could come back as electric vehicles. Those future Challenger drivers won't care much, but gasoline prices are down again. They fell 10 cents in the last week to a national average of 3.93 for a gallon of regular unleaded. Thousands of pouches of Capri Sun are being recalled by Kraft Heinz. Some of the wild cherry flavored juice blend may have been accidentally mixed with a cleaning solution. Those affected pouches have a best use by date of June 25th, 2023. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Your new career. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. well. Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, uh... I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And their support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Six twenty-three on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's political insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Candidates who supported false stolen election claims swept major Republican primaries in Arizona last week, and more are running in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Tonight's primary will decide Hawaii's next governor and Milwaukee sheriff. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin is hoping for a comeback in a special congressional election. Longtime Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney is seeing polling that her vote to impeach Donald Trump 
could end her congressional career tonight with a Trump-backed Republican primary challenger. The president spent nearly two years trying to pass his Build Back Better bill and compromised with a stripped-down Inflation Reduction Act, packed with climate, health care, and tax laws. The president will sign the law, pass through reconciliation by only Democrats, and then spend much of the rest of August traveling to two dozen cities, promoting that law, the infrastructure, gun control, and computer chip bills, to help Democrats win the midterms. Andy Field, ABC News. Seven twenty-six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville is closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. And around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 86% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79 degrees. Chance of rain 30%. Tonight, scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., then a chance of showers after 3 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 9 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Thursday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 76, 20% chance of rain, and Thursday night, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 56 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. At 728, you're listening to WMBF. First... Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. The best jingle in the game. Back at it on WNBF. We're now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. Karen, how are you? I am well. And yourself, James? Oh, I'm good. Just I enjoyed the nice weather this weekend. It was good. It was good to be able to get oh. outside a little bit. Absolutely. You know, that humidity was gone, and it just lightens lightens everything up, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It makes it a billion times better. Mm-hmm. So what do you got for yeah. us today? Well, we're going to do a little uh, teaser about tomorrow's show. And what we're going to talk about is that it, it's kind of like a series that we're going to get into of, on life insurance. 
because there's so many different times throughout your life that you may need it. And different types of life insurance are appropriate, James, depending on your age, you know, your family situation, and uh, your economics. So tomorrow, or tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow we're going to talk about um, if you had a term policy, and we're doing a lot of this up at the office, for when your kids were younger, and that's a very economical way to protect your whole family because people would take out maybe a 15, 20-year term, and that means that the insurance company says to you, you know what, if you want a half a million dollars in life insurance, we will guarantee you that we will not raise your premium for the next 20 years, and that's their commitment to you. Now, after that 20-year period, though, what's happening is that people still want some coverage, but they don't want to go into the 21st year of the term policy because it's very expensive. So that's when they need to reorganize and reshop the product and also perhaps the death benefit because it might, you know, might be advantageous at that point to make it lower if their commitment level as far as from their family uh, financial standpoint is not as heavy. And then we're going to talk about universal life policies and what happens if you're in need of final expense insurance and you just aren't healthy enough to purchase it. Is there a product for you? And there is. So another wonderful day of very informative information. Absolutely. We try to keep our our listeners informed because at all different times in your life, you're going to need something that's going to help you and your family out to, you know, just be secure in the future. Yeah, that's what you always want, right? A little safety net behind you, just in case, just in case the worst happens and you hope you never have to use it. That's right, but we know we will use life insurance because we know we're going to use it eventually. So if um, anybody wants to contact us, they can do it several ways. James, they can call us at 607-772-4898. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And we're right up on the parkway. You drive right up to us, up above Plato's Closet, and style Encore. Karen, thank you so much. And as always, I'm looking forward to getting really in-depth about this topic tomorrow. Very good. You have a great day, James. Have a good one, Karen. That's Karen Sweet O'Neill giving us a little preview of tomorrow's segment on insurance, life insurance. It's 7.33. You're listening to WMBF. It's a summer. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 60 degrees at 7.35. Forecast for today, splash and dash thunderstorms a possibility for the afternoon. Otherwise, clouds and a high in the mid-80s. President Joe Biden is preparing to sign Democrats' landmark climate change and health care bill. It's the final piece of the president's pared-down domestic agenda as he aims to boost his party's standing with voters ahead of the midterm elections. The legislation includes the biggest federal investments ever to fight climate change, some $375 billion over a decade. It also caps prescription drug costs 
at $2,000 out of pocket annually for Medicare patients and helps an estimated 13 million Americans pay for health care insurance by extending subsidies provided during the coronavirus pandemic. The measure is paid for in part by new taxes on large corporations. WMBF First News Time 736. Broome County man accused of attempted murder of a police officer could be spending the rest of his life in prison following guilty verdicts handed down by a Broome County jury. District Attorney Michael Korchak yesterday announced the jury had found 35-year-old Jason Johnson of Nineveh guilty of nine charges related to the shooting and wounding of New York State Police Officer Becky Sager in June of last year. Korchak says Johnson attempted to kill law enforcement officers who had responded on June 9th to East Windsor Road to investigate reports of a suspicious man. Korchak says Johnson opened fire on New York State Police with high-powered hunting rifle. Trooper Seeger was hit in the hip and spent a night at Wilson Hospital but testified she's still suffering the consequences of the shooting. Johnson faces a maximum of life in prison when he is sentenced in November. The district attorney has called a news conference for this morning to discuss the verdict. Meanwhile, Johnson's father, David, is also being tried in that dual trial, accused of tampering with evidence days after the shooting. A motorcyclist who collided with a passenger vehicle in Afton Sunday has died. Authorities have confirmed to News Channel 34 that 53-year-old Julie Lawton of Binghamton was killed when her motorcycle hit a Jeep Grand Cherokee on Route 7, The driver of the Jeep was not injured. New York State Police say Lawton was traveling west on Route 7 near Blakesley and Nurse Hollow Road when her bike crossed the double yellow line colliding with the Jeep. Shenango County Emergency Services had reported they believed the crash had happened earlier in the afternoon, but the account reported by WIVT indicated the time of the crash was about quarter of six on Sunday evening. Lawton was airlifted by medical helicopter to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in John. City, where she died. Authorities have not commented on what they believe caused Lawton to cross into the oncoming lane, hitting the driver's side of the Grand Cherokee. The name of the driver of the Jeep has not been released. It's 738, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Almost three. on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Now, I have to tell the people something. Kathy, during one of the breaks, told me something only an insane person would tell me. That when she would get snow days back in the day, because the bus couldn't get up the hill during the snowy weather. Knapp Hill Road, if anybody knows it. Knapp Hill Road. The bus couldn't physically get to them, so they would get snow days when everyone else had school. She didn't like the snow days. No, I like going to school. Who likes going to school, Kathy? Well, we lived out in the middle of nowhere where you don't have friends, except in school you're really kind of isolated, so you want to go see your friends. I just, it just makes no sense to me. I would go out of my way to claim that I was getting a snow day. If if I was one of the kids in my high school who had to take, had to take the train to school, I would just tell the school, like, oh, no, sorry, train didn't come today. Uh, Got to take a snow day. There's delays. I'm not going to make it in time. Of course, I would take every snow to, day I could get. You understand, too, that this is why I was real little, so we're talking elementary school. Still, I hated going to school in elementary school. No, I like school. You got to color and 
paint and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that sounds like the worst to me. I'm not very artistic, so I wasn't into coloring and painting. All it was to me was just math and history and English. Math I'm not so high on. Yeah, no, math math is not my forte. Yeah. Even gym, I was, I mean, I was a tiny, skinny kid when I was that young, so I didn't even like gym that much. It's just, uh, who would not take a snow day? Who wouldn't want the snow day if it's offered to them? I would take it 100 times out of 100. Because then you can go back to sleep, and that's well, really everything. Well, we didn't everything. have these electronic devices that you kids play with all the time, so we had to make our own fun. So we played school, and we had. See, I didn't have those when I was that young either. I was like, I was right on the cusp of when I got to middle school. Then people started like, oh, everyone has a cell phone, and then on high top school, it's like, of oh, Nap Hill, we had like three channels on TV, and one of them was dragging it in from Syracuse. You never just go outside and play in the snow all day? Build a little snow fort? <laughs> and that's another thing, too. I mean, with a, some of our listeners will remember this, probably. You having your mom put um, empty plastic bread bags over your socks and feet before you put your boots on so you try to keep your feet dry while you were out in the big snow banks. That's actually a pretty good idea. Stacy never thought of that. Stacy never thought of that. My feet were always wet. But I didn't care because I was a kid and I was out in the snow having snowball fights and building snowmen and igloos. And Mrs. Kelly, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> she always she always texts me, why don't you ever give me a nice shout-out on there? I say, oh, okay. You know what? This is a nice shout-out, Mom. Thank you. Thank you for helping me get to this point in my radio career. It's all on Stacy. Oh, she's probably thinking right now, get a real job. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's been for like the past four years when I was just recording podcasts and radio shows in my basement. She's like, when are you going to get a, like, a real job and like make money and move out? Move out of the house. By the way, we've been talking about some traffic and things like that. There's no problems with buses getting up hills or anything else. But we did have a, a report from one of our loyal listeners that uh, Pierce Creek Road that was supposed to be reopened isn't. Yeah. So there's still a problem with Pierce Creek Road. Yeah. Friend of the program, Val. I'm sure she'll keep an eye on it for us. Yes. At 743, you're listening to WMBF. Seven forty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville is closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, so next Monday should clear up, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. And an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen yesterday at about 7 a.m., but as we've heard from friend of the program, Val, it's still closed at this time, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. 
Ditching will be performed on Old State, Page Brook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 86% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 79, 30% chance of rain. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 56. Tomorrow a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 76, 20% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear, a low near 56 degrees. It's 747. You're listening to WMBF. For 50. on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. We may not be in the metaverse just yet, but some major investments this year indicate we're inching closer. Were you to ask any two companies about what they're building on the Internet, odds are they would be entirely dissimilar. Matthew Ball is author of the new book, The Metaverse and How It Will Change Everything. He says this year has seen some major metaverse investments. For context, McKinsey and Company estimates that there was $120 billion in investment by tech, by private equity companies, and by venture capitalists in the first five months of this year. Those range from investments in virtual reality and artificial intelligence companies to Microsoft acquiring video game company Activision Blizzard in January. We see such wide investment in the metaverse because it requires new forms of devices, new software languages. With Tech Trends, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. First... on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. William Contreras and Eddie Rosario hit back-to-back homers off Carlos Carrasco in the second inning. Ronald Acuna Jr. doubled three times and drove in three runs. And the Atlanta Braves routed the New York Mets 13-1 for their seventh straight win. The victory moved the second-place Braves four and a half games back of New York for the NL East lead and put a brief halt to a hot streak in which the Mets had won 17 out of 20 games. Carrasco winced on his last pitch of the second inning and was pulled with left side tightness. Mets and Braves are back in action tonight at 7.20. Going for the Mets, Taiwan Walker, a 10-3 record, 3.43 ERA. For the Braves, Charlie Morton, a 5-5 record, 4.26 ERA. The slumping New York Yankees were shut out in consecutive games for the first time since 2016, losing to Ryan Yarbrough and the Tampa Bay Rays 4-0. Coming off a 3-0 defeat Sunday night against the Boston Red Sox, New York failed to provide any run support for ace Garrett Cole, whose only run allowed followed a misplay in center field by Aaron Hicks. The AL East leaders were blanked for the fourth time in nine games and dropped to 8-16 since the All-Star break. Yarbrough pitched four innings as a bulk reliever, 
for his first win in nearly a year, striking out six without a walk. The Yankees will face off with against the Tampa Bay Rays again tonight at 7.05. For the Yankees, Nestor Cortez Jr., a 9-3 record, 2.67 ERA. For the Rays, Jeffrey Springs, a 4-3 record, 2.56 ERA. Let's see if the Yankees can end this home skid, a three-game home skid right now. The Yankees normally 41-16 and 16 in home games and 72-44 and 44 overall, but definitely going through a rough patch right now. No game for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night. They're back in action tonight at 6.35 on the road, so you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 7.55 on WMBF. We'll have another quick check on traffic and weather. We have a report from a caller that construction's being done on 81 South at Industrial Park Kirkwood, about between exit 2 and 1. And we have a lane reduction there. So if you're taking 81 South, maybe be prepared for a little bit of a backup in traffic. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Starting yesterday, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last until approximately Monday, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place during the closure. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen to traffic yesterday at about 7 a.m. But as we've learned... Pierce Creek Bridge is still closed, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, Twist Run Road will be closed today and tomorrow for road repairs, ditching, and tree cutting. The Highway Division will upgrade and replace road culverts on West Shenango Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road, Knapp Hill Road, and Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Old State, Pagebrook, and River Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will take place on Cloverdale Road. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways. And mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 86% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers, then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 79, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 56 degrees. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 74 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low near 56 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees. It's 758. You're listening to WMBF. I always want if you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. 
each year. AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news on this Tuesday, August 16th, with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Coming up in hour number three, we're going to get a call in from Philip Ginter. You might know him from Ross Park Zoo and the Illumination for Conservation event they have going on right now. So we'll ask him a few questions about that. We have a few interviews lined up for the final hour of WMBF for the rest of the week here. Then we'll hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, talk about some local issues, maybe some state issues, or perhaps some national issues. But coming up next, more ABC News 